Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. The long game and the short game. If you think you're getting into commercial property, but don't know how long you should be holding your commercial property, or that you should be flipping a commercial property, or have a more long-term view of your commercial property investment, then tune into this podcast, and I will take you through how I think about and what I do when I look at a deal to see if it's a long-term or a short-term play. Long-term or short-term play in the commercial property space? Which should you go for? Which is the most beneficial for you? Now, of course, there's caveats to all of these things and that there is criterias and different circumstances that you are in at the moment that will require specific strategy sessions and a specific conversation with either myself or one of my property strategists on how you should proceed forward in whether you should be holding a property long-term or have the short-term. But this is just a general rule of what you should be looking for in a commercial property. So for example, you're in your 20s or 30s and you're just starting out and you may have one or two of a residential property or you may just have one residential property or not at all, but you have a limited amount of deposit and you are looking to build on that deposit and you are looking at trying to scale as much as possible. Then one of the options to look at is maybe splitting it between commercial and residential. But let's say you all wanted to put into commercial, then one of the options is to look at a short-term play. Now short-term plays is excruciating in the end because by the time you tidy up a property, you get really attached to it and you don't want to sell it. But the idea is that you create the snowball effect. So what happens with that is that you buy your first commercial property. Let's say you have $150,000 and you can get a full documentation loan, which is 70 to 75% LVR. So you're leveraging yourself, you know, to 500,000, potentially maybe 550 or 600, depending on the kind of loans you're able to get and what the bank's able to do for you. Now, going forward from there, you take that money, you, you basically use that money to buy the maximum of your capacity. So this is not about leaving money aside for a rainy day. When you're young, you want to leverage as much as possible because you want to, you know, have the maximum bank for your buck. So what happens now is you buy the maximum amount of money you can, uh, purchase price you can can afford for that uh, property. So if say it's 600000 you buy the $600,000 property. Now the property is going to have defects. The property may be in regional, the property may be in fringe, the property will have vacancies and short-term leases. But because you are full documentation loan, you can service that the bank is looking at you for servicing. So this is not a set and forget. And your whole idea on this property deal is not about po positive cash flow. You will get positive cash flow later on, but the idea of it is to tidy up. So every dollar that comes in from that property, you need to recycle it plus any money you can chuck at it. So maybe budget and twenty, thirty thousand dollars over the next twelve to eighteen months to spend on the property on any big structural work. So I'm talking about big lump sum monies. That is, you know, if you need to fix a balcony, if you need to fix structural issues, if you need to patch up a leak, if you need to replace roof sheets or downpipes, any of those things, or oh, your yeah, grease traps, any of those things, you want to save up for that. Um, and you put a timeline on it. So you obviously do that all through the due diligence process, make a list and basically you're buying a bomb or a renovator's delight or ugly duckling, whatever you like to call it. But basically going through this, you make a list and you implement those big capital costs. And of course, they're tax deductible um, and they're against the base in the future uh, capital growth. So that aside in the tax, uh, just, what you, the reason you do that is that 
you are basically using this property as a vehicle for you to accumulate as much equity as possible and then you have the big payday at the end. So the goal should be within a two-year time frame. You want to be out of that deal um, and and what you're looking for is obviously property that are an undervalued property in a really good area, good location, um, who is undervalued, a dump has not been taken care of. So moving forward from there, you're going to recycle every dollar that comes in. So the property must have a holding cost to cover all the outgoings. And the outgoings meaning, you know, your basically your rates notice, um, your water, any of the common area cleaning or electricity and insurance. So it needs to cover all of that. So that's probably somewhere around the property yielding around three to four percent. So as long as it covers all of that, that is fine. Preferably, you want to find a property yielding about five to six percent. And the reason for that will yielding about five to six percent is that you want the property to be able to give you some positive cash flow you can recycle back into it to cover all of the tidy up costs. So the tidy up costs are costs like painting, refurbishments such as carpet, lighting, um, anything to do with uh, tidying up like gurneying the, the front pavement, um, cleaning out the premise, you know, bringing, you know, getting some handyman on there to fix doorways and, and ceilings and patch up jobs, all of those things you want to be able to have that cash flow coming in and money of course to engage the agents in terms of leasing fees etc. So that is the short term play so the short-term play is that you have a two-year time frame you're going to put in the capital cost because as you're earning the income from your job you're going to be putting it into that that property and whatever's coming out of the property the property is helping you hand in hand to get it tenanted so whatever's coming out of the property each month you're going to recycle it back in terms of tidying up the property and as a result of that um, the property is on a faster trajectory to get a new tenant in there be much better tidied up and you want to be obviously buying this in a market like right now where the yield is compressing which means that the returns are coming down as you're building up and ramping up the the um, the income of that property. So obviously your first step would be to tenant those property, tidy it up, put new tenants in. Second, then to examine who the existing tenants are, put them on longer leases or put the rent up for them or get new tenants. So that process will take you somewhere, anywhere if it's fast, within 12 months, anywhere that's longer, within 18 to 24 months. And you should have a goal of selling it in 24 months for the maximum value. So that is about engineering a 5 to 6% yielding property to possibly a to a 9% yielding property in the future. Um, and a 9%, possibly 10% yielding property, and then perhaps selling into the market around 7 7.5%. Um, that is a property that's probably going to be in fringe or regional. That is the metrics. If you're doing it in in a metro area, I'm talking Sydney, Melbourne, or even Brisbane metro, you're likely to get a property that is more significantly vacant, um, or you have tenants on month to month on really under, you know, underpaying. I mean, they're paying like 50% of the rent. So it's really hard to bring the rent up straight away. And in that scenario, you have to end up kicking the tenant out and replacing them in the future. Uh, so if that's the case in metro, you're really looking at getting in around that 4% mark uh, because the current yield in metro is about 6% in areas like Brisbane. So you want to be getting in about four percent and hopefully a four to five maybe if you get four and a half you're doing really well uh you want to engineering it to right about an eight percent yield so you can sell into the market at six percent so the metrics is about a two percent difference if you as long as you clear that two percent difference and sometimes in sydney and melbourne if you can clear even one and a half percent that is already going to give you that massive flip onto the 
the value of the property and the equity that you manufacture in the property. So that is the short game. The short game is for someone who is wanting to engineer as much deposit as possible in a short space of time. And for you to do that, you need to do that deal three times. It's always multiples of three and you do it three times. And you need to do it three times within five to six years time period. So five time, five years is what I like to, to aim for. But because of what's happened with COVID and there might be some economic um, instability and downward pressure on rent, aim for maybe a slightly longer to you know five to six years but three times uh you you buy you do up you sell and you need to sell rather than refinance because people ask me why don't i refinance yeah you can refinance but then you're taking on more debt and it will inhibit you from growing whereas if you sell you take the maximum amount back you can divvy up that deposit say your 200 becomes 400 you can divvy up that four hundred thousand dollar deposit into two and that means you can actually do two two deals at the one time and you start that snowballing effect so by the time you do your two and you sell your two you're into six and then you know obviously that if you're doing six, you probably be looking at maybe I should be working, you know, less, or maybe I've got to bring, you know, my business partner or a friend on to help me because there's been a lot of work, but it's only a moment in time. And when you get to the point of six, you don't have to sell all of them. You can keep some, sell others, and then I would encourage you then to have a lump sum deposit, put some away into a set and forget to start building your cash flow, and then you know go again into your uh, uplift. So then you can slow down a bit. So you need the road is not easy. But that is the way to accelerate in the first five to six years of your uh, life in terms of property. And what you'll find is that multiplier effect starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that, that is the short game. Uh, it is still, you know, in the horizon, you think, okay, it's still five to six years, but you're doing three deals. And each deal is about two year time frame. Uh, and it's about getting that mindset. You know, it's like, I always look at it as this is crossing the desert. It's absolutely getting it right that yes, this is not going to be all happiness. The road, to, uh, you know, crossing the rainbow to that pot of gold is going to be filled with, you know, trepidation. It's going to be filled with some ups and downs. You are going to have some vacancies. You are going to have some major costs, but getting through it will make you a better investor. And of course, you know, always reach out to us. We're here to help you mentor you through this process. Now, what is the long game? Um, so let's say that you work in a great job. Let's say you're in a great job, you're earning 200 grand a year or 150,000 a year, and really your job is all encompassing, right? It's all encompassing, but you don't want to miss out on investing because time in the market is essential in investing. The earlier you get into the market, the better it is. You never make up for lost returns, lost yields, and lost rent. So the next step moving forward is the long-term goal. Long-term goal is a 10-year, 15-year goal. So what you're doing is essentially parking your money in a property that has future long-term uplift um, most people think about it and they think about land banking they think about buying in fringe areas in terms of residential so a property that gives you absolutely no money but the land will grow and as the area gentrifies well that's completely different in commercial in commercial the long-term goal is you buy a property that is going to be totally functional for the next two years so it may still be a little bit run down it may still be in an area that is still a bit rough or industrial and it's still changing you know it's going through that growing pains and you know we can help you identify some of those areas definitely on our course but it's got that growing pains and what you want to do is buy in that area to deal with the lower social economic deal with the fact that it's not stable at the moment but the metrics are there what i mean by the metrics is that you know you've got your hospitals there you've got um, infrastructure coming in you've got new schools building you've got the house and land developments coming through you might have other developments of units and things coming through all the old houses being brought out and effectively in the next five to seven years all be converted to new builds there's a lot of government money in the area there's probably a lot of community 
centres and uh, NDIS in the area, there's most likely going to be some level or high levels of vacancy in that area because as it grows people are changing the way they use the commercial premise uh, and there's a lot of rundown commercial premises out there as well so that is the metrics so you're looking at an area maybe you're looking at fringe and suburbs of like a prime example it's like an Ipswich or if you're in Sydney where Wetherill Park or Regents Park used to be five or seven years ago uh, you're looking at um in, so in Melbourne, you're looking at those strips, you know, um, Coolaroo, um, you're looking at um, those strips that are outside of uh, Melbourne suburbs, you're looking at 40, 50 k's outside, those areas that are still growing, that strip out to Ballarat, that strip out to ben Bendigo, those on the other side of the airport, those areas where it's still a lot of greenlands, that's where you are in, in sort of Melbourne that still hasn't established. In Brisbane, you know, you're looking, you need to go out, you need to look at Ipswich, Toowoomba Way, um, further out that way, you need to then, you know, maybe come back in if you want inland in sunshine if you are you know in sydney you're, you're sort of you're in that area you know you need to expand out you're into your more your 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 goal uh, not goal your central coast but you know further out into your central coast but maybe even heading into areas like maitland and like a singleton um you, your, your larger format regionals um so areas that are will grow but it's struggling right now that is what you're looking for and um and we, because we've got people on the ground, we really, really monitor what's going on at the moment in this market. So um, one of the things that we sort of look at is now you want to buy a property that's, you know, either freestanding or strata, doesn't really matter, uh, depending on your budget. It really depends on your budget. But you buy a property that's in a really good, in a good location. You might be run down. There might be a lot of things happening. There might even be greenfields. So don't be scared of greenfields and vacancies if you're buying this area. Because remember, your goal is 10 years from now, is 15 years from now. The property may even not have the right, you know structurally it might be um it might still have some defects so but nothing that is going to you know the building's not going to topple over in the next you know 10 years um or in fact there's going to be no what you're looking for is a property that has no immediate cost in the next two years so that gives you time to basically build up your portfolio the property is tenanted maybe not to the best of its ability to the best of its use but it is getting a good yield so let's say the market is at seven you might be buying this property at six and a half because the tenant is you know under rented the tenant um is on you know, short leases the tenant um, is great there but you know they just their property needs a tidy up so that's the type of tenant you're looking for so or the property and you buy this property and so I've got this prime example I you know we had just lost that on this deal because someone offered way more than us on this deal in Petrie now this deal in Petrie it's great because in four years time we will pick up the growth on it the the tenant is there they're a national tenant um and because petrie's just got the university and that's really instigated that was a linchpin for it to really grow and what happens with that is that they the average rent in that area is about 250 dollars net a square meter for a lot of the small spaces the larger space were doing 200 net a square meter this probably was doing 150 dollars a square meter um and that was like it being net it is just so so much cheaper right so it's like 40 percent under market but but of course it was negotiated during COVID so even though they're on a five-year lease at a much discounted rate so um, you know that in four years when they come out of it, there's going to be a massive growth up there otherwise you're going to have to split the t tenancy in half and then you know um, 
and sort of tenant either side at the market rate. Uh, so, but the thing is, obviously, this property is a long-term view. So in four years, you're getting below market returns. You know, you're buying it at six rather than, you know, a six and a half or a seven. You're buying at six, but your true value is obviously maybe seven or seven and a half, but you're not going to realize that for at least four years. Um, and in four years' time, the area will be so populated and so gentrified that the tenant can't leave because they can't find 400 square meters of space elsewhere. So for you, you might be thinking at the time I'm paying over market, but you're absolutely not paying over market. So that is actually about having the right mentorship and someone to guide you through that because when you're coming in, you're looking at a cold, you think you're paying above market and you're having a shock. But the thing is, when you look at the analysis behind it and all the layers around it, you know you're not. And that's a classic example of a property. I mean, someone bid more aggressive to us in a cash offer, you can never beat a cash offer. So we lost out on that deal. But the thing is, these are the opportunities that we identify for our clients. But coming back to long-term, long-term, what you're looking for is that in 10 years, where is this area going to be? What is the surrounding area? What is, is it going to be a flow through suburb or flow on overflow suburb? So that's the things you're looking for. So typically what we do is the, um, you buy something there that is a little bit run down, but you've got to, you know, it's in a good location, things that will need tidying up in probably three to five years time. There's probably going to be capital costs along the way, but nothing you need to knock down or rebuild or nothing that's going to cost you significantly. So the time you hold it, the property may cost you 50 grand or so. The time as in capital costs and you need to recycle to patch up and, you know, make do on the property. The ultimate gain is when you come to that point where in 10 years time, you know, you, you've spent the time in your career, you've spent your time building up the next deposit because with this property you're buying and it's still cash flow positive. It's helping you collect the next deposit so over the 10 years you might be putting another three properties in your trajectory and then you've got enough cash flow base you come back to this property and what you're doing is you're looking at a knockdown rebuild you're looking at a a development or you're looking at a subdivision or um, you're looking at how I can split this one big thing into two how do I utilize all the areas the benefits that I get and the, the hidden upsides on this property so that's a 10-year plan because in 10 years the area is gentrified and all of a sudden there's undervalued property triples in value and and that's what you're holding out for and that's why you would um, continuously hold that property but the thing is, the great thing is, think about land banking, but land banking with an income. And that's what commercial property can give you, even on a long-term strategy. So that is great if you are, you know, later on in life when maybe in your 40s um, or maybe even you're 30, but you have a great job. You know, you might be a psychologist, you might be, you know, a, a doctor, you might be, you know, so busy, you might be in any other profession, but you're so busy, you do not have the time to realize the, the value or the full capacity of that property. But remember, it's not a rush, it's about having a game plan. The game plans so long term in 10 years time i will knock that down i will do developments i know i'll put a da on i'll flip it so you have to have clear understanding of how the deal works and you know and then you know the and have buffers in place if so you need to swap out tenants or have money set aside and you can let the property create that for you so it is a detailed conversation whether you go for the long play or the short play and it's very much independent of your circumstances but this is just to give you an understanding that we are not a cookie cutter organization unicorn with a k so u-n-i-k-o-r-n unicorn.com.au uh, and helentarrant.com we are not a uh, one cookie 
you know one size fits all all of our clients from a variety of different walks of life um, and the most important thing is we build out a portfolio we work with you and that you are part of a community with us and you get to join in our group deal so we are doing exciting developments just like this or you know we are putting you on a pathway where you're going to meet your goals in the long term whether that's in five years or whether that's in 10 years so if you're looking for someone to handhold you through the process you're looking forward to someone to guide you and mentor you and be part of a community someone to help you build a portfolio reach out to me helen at commercial property cashflow.com.au that's helen at commercial property cashflow.com.au or just simply check me out at helentarrant.com all right until next time i look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey bye for now you've been listening to commercial property investor show tune into the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property